The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. Chaskel Abramsky once stayed in a hotel. And at night, he heard from the next room, the other side of the wall, he hears the Bainish Shalaylam, thank you. He has a voice crying, I thank you so much for my health. I thank you so much for my children. I thank you so much that I have the opportunity to learn to listen and get. And I thank you so much, my wife as well. And I thank you so much that I was able to pay the bills. Thank you, and I thank you. I thank you that you gave me seichel. I thank you that I'm gesund. Unbelievable, mamish. Our gansad drasha, thanking and thanking. Next morning, Pchatzka Bramsky was curious. He went to the clerk in the hotel. He says, tell me, who was sleeping in room number 108? He says, don't you know the Chafetz Chaim was sleeping in that room? The Chafetz Chaim, when he went to sleep at night, he made a list. What have I got to thank the Rabbi Nishalaylam for? The Shalom Eisen, famous Dayan in Yerushalayim, was a Talmud of Rabbi Zalman Meltzer. And he made Bar Mitzvah. And of course, he had to inform the Rabbi Zalman, and he told him, of course, the Rabbi Zalman was very old at that time. It was a Zokin. Of course, he's not expecting the Rosh to come. I just want to be, ask a bracha and be my dear that I'm making Bar Mitzvah. Middle of the Suda, suddenly they lived upstairs in a little apartment in Yerushalayim. And he hears someone's trudging up the steps. And they look, climbing up the steps is Rabbi Zalman himself, the aged the Rabbi Zalman, Billy Haskayach. I told you not to come. I'll tell you, you learned by me many, many years ago. You were a young boy. And now you told me you're making Bar Mitzvah. And I said, oh, how the years are flying. I'm getting old. I have to do tshuva. And then I realized I had a thought. I had to hear a tshuva because of you. I owe you a koresatoy for that. I have to come to the Bar Mitzvah. When you're dealing with Emes, it's like the Rabbi Nishalim, he doesn't, Rabbi Shalom Eisen needed him to come. The Rabbi Nishalim doesn't need our praises, he needs us to be praisers. We should feel that way. Rabbi Shalom Shvadron used to, Zechariah Levrach used to always tell over a story with the Rimnitz Rebbe. And the Rimnitz Rebbe once slipped and fell, and he was sitting on the floor, and the Gaboyim ran over, and he said, he just moved them away. And they thought, maybe he's not feeling well, what's going on? And is the Rebbe okay? And he says, no, no, I'm fine. I'm just thinking, if I fell, why did the Rabbi Nishalim make me fall? And Rabshalom always told over this story, Admoy de Kano from the Maisen. He was an old man, this was his last trip to Chutzlar. Rabshalom was in London. He was 75 years old and he wasn't well. And he slipped and he fell. And people helped him up and he was very distraught. He remembered the Maisen he always told about the Rimnitz Rebbe. Why did Hashem make me fall? So by his host said, Rabshalom, you're not a young man anymore. At this age, people fall. You lose your balance, you slip, you don't have the koichas, you step. Says, no, no. If HaKadosh Baruch Hu made me fall, there's a reason. I can't. I'm going to the Rosh Hashiva. That was the Manchester Shiva. He's traveling to Manchester. It's a few hours trip to ask him what he should do. Maybe we can work out between ourselves. Why did this happen? He traveled to Manchester and he came back all smiles. We worked it out. There's a Yid in America who did a favor to me. I stayed in his house. I remember exactly what it was. Who's making chasana. And he called me and invited me to the chasana. He asked me to come. He offered to pay me a ticket. He said, I'm too old. I have no koyach. I just cannot go. And that's lacking in our chorus, He was made to me. I could be Mahanim. I can give him a no. I should have gone to the Chasana. He's in the middle of Sheva Brochus now. If I leave now, today, I can catch the last Sheva Brochus. And he called up New York and he said, Look, I'm leaving London now. I'm going to arrive. Stretch out that last Sheva Brochus. I'm going to be there for the last half hour. And he flew an old man of 75. He had no koyach. He wasn't well. He was recovering from an injury. And he got on a plane and he took a taxi straight from the airport. And he arrived in the last half hour of the simcha. And he got up and he spoke. And he was Mr. Meach. And he brought joy and simcha. Hakoras atoiv. Because emes is endless. Hakoras atoiv is emes. And emes is infinite. There's no end to hakoras atoiv. The great going about Klaichem, the Ramey Plotsky, and the Goinim, 
of Poland before the war. But in the 1920s, he was in England fundraising. He had a very difficult time. And the day he was meant to leave to go a trip to Belgium and from there back to Poland. And somebody came to him, somebody, Rabbi Levy, who said there's a Yid, an 80-year-old Yid, who lives here, who knew him, and he sends regards. He would love to meet him. He doesn't have Koyach to meet him. He was just on his way out to go catch the ship. He said, Oi, we can't go. I have to visit him. Said, Why do you have to visit him? You have no Koyach. I have to visit him. Years ago, he was the one who discovered the Ksavyad of the Rabbeinu Hananel and Masechet Psochen. And he gave it to the Rum Publishing House to be printed along in the Gemara. And how often I've used that, I owe him a Koyach, a Toyb, I have to give him a visit. Did he need did he feel anybody owed him? I had Toiva, a godel, a great person, a, an enhanced person, a person who made himself better. Feels the sense. He feels a sense of, of he's indebted. The Manchester Yeshiva used to remind the boys to have a korasatib to the Messiah Hashas on the side of the Gemara. <laughs> you want to know where to look up a Gemara? It's right there. You have the Maramokim. When the Yeshiva came, to America, he came to visit the Satmar Rebbe's Chusayog Naleinu. And when he left, he ran back inside to call out the Gabba, to tell the Rebbe's Gabba, I've got to thank you for looking after the Rebbe. Kral Yisrael needs the Rebbe. And you look after him. I have a Koras HaToyv. I thank you for it. One year, his sukkah fell in on the first day of Yontav, and he had to eat a Suda in his neighbor's sukkah. For the rest of his life, Every single year, the first day of Sukkot, he went to make Kiddush in that neighbor's Sukkot. So the one Sukkot where the person was so kind to open up his Sukkot to the Manchester Rishishiva. A Bacha once did him a Toiva and he presented him with a gift. He had a Koivit Sa'oras Rabbochanon Sefer that was given to him by Rabbochanon himself and he wrote his name into it. A present to you from Rabbochanon and he gave it as a present to a Bacha as an expression of Akaras Hatoiv. It's endless. He used to learn Mishnayis, Lezeche Nishmas, Ramosha Chaim Lutzato, because he felt he had Aliyah from Mesilus Yesharim, for the Chofetz Chaim, and for the Rabbeinu Yoyne, and all the Svarim he felt had added his Avoid Zashem, he used to learn Mishnayis as Akaras HaToyv, learn Mishnayis for the Inishamas. The Gemara tells us, what's the difference between an Oirach Toiv and an Oirach Ra, a good guest and a bad guest? A bad guest says, Sorry, a good guest says, look what the Balabayas did for me. He cooked for me. He made a bed for me. He fed me. He looked after me. The bad guest says, he cooked. He needed food for himself. He opened his house. He needed it for himself. Whatever he did, he did for himself. And the Goyim says, the good guest and the bad guest refers to we are Orchim. We are guests in the Rabbi Shalom's world. A good guest says, whatever the Rabbi Shalom does, he did for me. And the bad guest says, oh, that's how we all feel. The world has to run anyway. So what does the Rabbi Shalom care if I take a little bit of Hanor? But if we were to understand that Akaras HaToyv, Hoidah to the Rabbi Yishlam, is not because he needs to hear our praise, because of what I got. This Yosher I received, I have to thank. The Heilige Chazaynish. He lived on the outskirts of Nebarak. It was during the war in 1948. It was bombing. And a soldier came into his house and he told him that he should move out for the night because there may be bombs falling and it's at the edge of town. It's a dangerous place to be. And Chazanish was with somebody there, another Talmud Chacham, and he meant, he, he said, he laughed, as if he's protecting, the soldier thinks he's protecting me, the Rabbi Yishlam is protecting me. He says, but we've got a problem. You could see he came in, he meant sincerely, he was worried about my safety. If I stay here and ignore him, it's going to be a coffee toiser. He, he came here to be Mahanami. I owe it to him to leave my house, and he begged this other person, please stay here, because there's a minion of a seeking tomorrow, they're going to come, there won't be anybody, here's the key. 
And no one should know that I'm leaving because everybody's going to start getting worried. The Chazanish is fleeing Nebrak. Who knows what's going to happen? But so this soldier shouldn't feel, he shouldn't feel there was a lack of Akaras Hatoy for his gesture. I'm going to spend the night in somebody else's house. Chazanish was once walking outside of Nebrak with a bocher who was accompanying him and it started to rain. It was a pouring rain. And just then a truck stopped and offered them a lift. And the Chazanish asked, first he asked the driver, are you the owner of the truck or are you a worker? If you're a worker, you have no right to take me into your owner's truck. He said, no, Rebbe, I'm the owner. Fine. There was a front seat and there was a back, a little place to crawl into. The Chazanish told the Bacher, you sit in the front. Rebbe, why? You accompanied me. I owe you hakara satoy. You get the good seat and I will sit in the back. And he insisted. The Bacher cried. He says, but Rebbe, how's it going to look when they come into Bnei Barak? And people are going to see me sitting in the front and you in the back. It's going to be bizarre. He says, as soon as we get to Bnei Barak, we'll switch places. And that's how he went. When we say in the morning, you know why? Because we already owe so much. How many miracles it takes for us to wake up in the morning. For I want him to work. We haven't begun our day and we're ready. We thank and we thank and we sing until we become better. I know once went over to an Adam Godel. And he asked him, he says, you daven such a long Shemana Esra. What are you saying? I also daven long. I tried in Mechavan. How long could someone daven? He says, what do you mean? He says, before Moedim, before I say Moedim, I stop and I contemplate all the chasadim the Rabbi Nishlam does for me. I think of every child. I think of every grandchild that I have. I think of that my panos. I think of my home. I think of my Torah. I think of my learning. It takes me a long time. When I have that all in my mind, I bow down and say, Moedim Anachnulach. I thank you, Rabbi Nishlam. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.